0: two game of game of the year 2021 part two electric boogaloo are you hyped are you ready for the hypest
1: that is game of the year um,
0: these come out i'm i'm
2: ready which ones are we really fighting for this year i'm excited
1: <laughs> why well, I mean, we're choosing violence immediately yes I, I, I think this is the rough one today I think this is I have a feeling this is gonna be the the rough deliberation day
2: yeah we took it easy last time
0: I was gonna say yeah a feeling's gonna be hurt today um let's catch the people up uh if um if you're just joining in or if you know you take a, if you took a break because the last discussion was so long this episode's probably gonna be long too so okay, so yeah. shout out to everyone that made it all the way through last episode. And, and and future use that will make you through this
1: episode too. But um, hey, Rod, what yeah. what, do we,
0: what do we have left?
1: So uh, we have got about just over twenty games left. I'm gonna go ahead and read some of them off. Um, while we were deliberating, uh, we took aside a few games that we think has a re- that they have a really good chance of making the top ten. And those following games are Lost Judgment, The Artful Escape, Guilty Gear Strive, Returnal. Dodgeball Academia, Chicory, a Colorful Tale, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Death's Door. The games that we have yet to talk about, but have been nominated for the top 10 are Resident Evil 4, VR, Forza Horizon 5, It Takes 2, Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, Scarlet Nexus, Psychonauts 2, Halo Infinite, Metroid Dread, Fantasian, I think that's right, Bowser's Fury, Near, Replicant. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Neo, The World Ends With You, Life is Strange, True Colors, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, Unpacking the Forgotten City, XO one and Tales of Arise. Man, that's what we've got left.
0: So, at what, oh, and, and first and foremost, that, that great, great reading off that list because I completely butchered it last episode. And. <laughs> That was good. I felt like I was watching like one of those like official like you know award shows or something like that. So one day, one day we'll have a grand, grand stage. But um yeah, that's a lot of games left.
1: It is. And there's a lot of heavy hitters, so I'm looking forward to diving in.
0: All right, so let's 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 change this up. Let's flip the rotation. Um, I think James, you were last last time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll go first now. And then, all. Then it would be me. Then you, Rod, and then me. Yeah, let's, Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Shake things up. Let's start it off,
2: out the gate with. Life is strange. True colors.
3: Hmm.
1: Life is Strange True Colors. Yeah, so this was the latest from uh, Deck 9, actually. Deck 9 made the spinoff of uh, Life is Strange 1, which was uh, before the storm, I believe. Um, But they've been officially handed the reins to the Life is Strange franchise. This is technically the third game, there's just not a three at the end of it. the thing with Life is Strange is that uh, I really love this franchise. I love the series. Um, it, it's really, really good. Um, I, I, the thing that I love about it is that it evokes like a certain vibe. Uh, it's very like, it's like very indie folk, like kind of what we we're talking about with our escape and kind of how that main character, that protagonist is like, it's that character, but like the whole game, like in terms of atmosphere, character, uh, soundtrack, it's all there. Um, it's, it's, it's very much like um, like you would go see, like, an art movie or something. Uh, it, it's – and I, I don't mean that in terms of, like, you know, um, I, I don't want to say pretentious. That's not the right word. But, like, in terms of just, like, kind of how quiet it is and quaint. There's no, like, world-ending threat. Um, well, I guess maybe in the first one there kind of is. But but in this one, uh, everybody kind of has a different power. Like, that's that's the, the thrust of these games. Um, and this one was interesting because when they first marketed it, it was um, – the main character, Alex Chen, has a power, but it's not like, you know, she can't punch people super hard or she's not like, you know, she can't time travel or anything. She has the power of empathy, meaning that she can she can feel what other people are feeling, uh, sometimes so intensely that uh, she can affect the area or environment around her. And at first I was like, that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's not like a particularly violent power. So, um, you know, what is, Is there any action in here? Like, what? how are they going to portray something like that? So I was a little skeptical at first. um, But sure enough, Deck Nine did not disappoint. Um, I thought this was a really, really cool experience. Definitely one of the stronger narrative-driven games that I've played this year. Um, And the main difference for that, I think, is that unlike previous Life is Strange games, you didn't have to wait for months uh, for the next installment. It all came out at one time. It was a $60 package uh, that just dropped at once. Um, and, and I think that was actually really beneficial. That's something that kind of killed Life is Strange too. A game I think is underrated. I th- I do think it's pretty good, but the wait was way too long. It was like three to four months between installments and that really killed a lot of the momentum. Um, in True Colors, it's just taking a lot of DNA from the first one, uh, the second game, was a road trip. Uh, you're kind of moving from place to place to place uh, constantly, and you never really got a strict sense of of atmosphere because you're always changing locations and characters. Uh, True Colors is more so of the, the first game. It's a set location. You're there for most of the game, and you meet a variety of characters uh, that you just kind of hang out with and get to know. Um, and this game definitely had a very, very strong sense of... Um, I guess like personality to it. Um everybody that you meet, you just really grow attached to. There's a couple assholes here and there, but like they it's it feels very grounded and relatable in a way uh that I I really uh, personally appreciated. Uh there is a central mystery to you arriving in this place. Uh you as Alex, uh you're coming to this town uh because you uh want to you're you're coming out of like a, a I guess it's like a young person center i don't it's not like an orphanage or anything like that but it's like um a young adult facility like for people who you know don't have parents essentially uh and and she's coming out of this home and she wants to go hang out with her brother she wants to meet not meet but like you know stay with him um and she hasn't had like a lot of interaction with him up to this point um you go there uh after the first episode he ends up actually dying uh through a freak accident while you're out like trying to save some kid who got lost in the woods um and it turns out that there's like a huge conspiracy uh, chris you're like wait what Ooh. it yeah it takes a lot of, a little bit of a turn um so I, the only reason why i'm even saying that well off game of the year we're gonna be spoiling stuff so heads up but also that was like pretty deep in the marketing um so they had no issue just saying that. Um, But that's what happens at the very end of the first episode. So the rest of the game kind of hinges on this mystery of what happened to Alex's brother. Is there some sort of conspiracy behind what happened? Because this is a small town in like Colorado. Um, It doesn't seem, they haven't had any recorded murders there, I think in like a very long time. So uh, it's it's very mysterious, like what all uh, could be going on here. Uh, and so that's really what drives it. But honestly, that's not, even, that's not really the interesting part of it. And by the time you get to the end, a lot of it is kind of predictable um, and, and not overly satisfying. What I did find pretty compelling though, like I said, are the characters Uh, you're hanging out with two particular people uh one of them is named steph she's really cool She was a background character actually and before the storm so technically somebody who came over to this game um and she runs the dj radio station and she's just super cool super nerdy Uh, she does like she runs DD campaigns that's really cool um and the other guy his name is ryan he's like super into nature uh and he's just overall a, a really cool dude think of like like a hip lumberjack i guess is what you would probably uh think of this guy as um and it just really really works the performances in this game are super super strong Um, uh, there's one chapter or one episode i think it's episode three where majority of that chapter takes place uh, in a dnd campaign and the whole thing is set up like like you're playing a final fantasy campaign where like there are bosses and like it's your it's turn-based combat, and you get to like kind of run around the town. Uh, Steph has basically uh, recruited a lot of like most of the townspeople in this game to kind of help cheer up this this kid who's going through some shit right now. Uh, and uh, he she basically just sets it all up for him, and you participate as well. It was super super clever, and one of the things that I thought was was really awesome. Definitely the the peak of that particular game. Um, And I just I wanted to highlight it here. I don't know if at this moment, if it's going to make a top 10 list, I think for a personal list for me, I think it would. Um, I I do really think it's strong. As always, I'm going to say like, hey, you guys should check this out. I don't know if you guys are ever but like if you did if you did, this probably be would be the one to check out, particularly for Chapter Three. I think it was definitely one of, the, definitely one of my favorite moments in gaming this year. Was that just experiencing that chapter? Um, I, I thought it was really, really awesome. Um, I, I just I don't know if it's going to hang around this particular list because of just everything else that we've got and some of the strong arguments we've heard already. I'll so, go ahead.
0: So, so, Ron, I got something for you. I got something for you. Okay. I, I I I have I understand where you're coming from. So that's why I made sure to check out not I checked out the game by not playing it but sort of like checking bits and pieces oh, wow. of people like actually playing it and Oh okay. Uh, so I have, ex- I have like experience with the game. Okay. Okay. Uh, this whole like this whole series is dope. Like none of these life is strange games have like really disappointed me. So I feel like if you want this to be on the top 10, I would I would like co-sign
1: with that. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. I do appreciate the solidarity. Um, I, yeah, I mean, this is, it's, it's. I do, I, I'll say this. I feel really, really strong about it. I think I've got some fight that I would like to actually use for some other games here. Um, again, this is totally going to be on my personal top 10. Um, and And I, again, appreciate the solidarity on that. But uh, huh. but yeah, I, I just I think it was worth a shout out for sure. And I wasn't sure where this was gonna land. Like I was like, maybe it's it's cool to sneak this, try to sneak this in the top ten. I do think Chapter Three is worth a look. Like if you don't care about anything else, like definitely like YouTube Chapter Three if you have to. Like it's so so cool. Uh, and I haven't seen anything quite like that in a minute. So anyway, yeah, we I think I'm good to cut it. But uh, but yeah, really cool game though.
0: So, uh, Rod, what you got?
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Pokemon. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Um, okay. And I know I just finished talking about Life is Strange and went on like a 10-minute rant about it, but since I chose it, I'm going to talk about it first. Uh, this was a game I was looking forward to because, like, I kept hearing people... This is Sinnoh, right? Like the Sinnoh region? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like everybody was like, oh, Sinnoh, Sinnoh's this, Sinnoh that. It's like really awesome. I never played these games. Um, I was off of Pokemon by the time these came out. So this was completely new to me. And I was really looking forward to it. Um, And I played it and it's fine it's fine it's pokemon um i know you guys are like really big pokemon heads and i'm like definitely more of the casual one in this group so i think you guys probably have like stronger opinions than i do uh but i did i did want to shout this out because the the graphics the graphical style is something i i personally really like in this game the chibi i know the chibi stuff really pisses some people off but i actually think it's pretty cool here I, i like it gives you sort of that Link's. Uh, awakening vibe the remake that came out um i, I really appreciate it um I, I did find a lot of the gameplay pretty samey though for what we've experienced already in other regions but again that's probably just me and i've just recently played like you know i was sword shield and, and let's go which i i love let's go um because it's it's just feel it's it's fueling my gen one nostalgia that gen 1er as they call us uh and yeah, I mean, I, I am very curious, though, to know where you all landed on this game.
0: Uh, James, you wanna go? Oh, okay. Um, so,
2: personally, like, coming up as a kid, I love Um Infernape is my favorite starter. I, it just always has worked for me. But um, coming back and looking back on it, the one thing I can really say that that whole generation struggled with were the Pokemon themselves. Um, there are not a lot of them offered to you in the beginning of this game or throughout most of the campaign, unless you choose to go in the underground route. So I was hoping like when they did like the um, the remakes that they would go about it and um, address some of those issues. Probably go to platinum route and just like shuffle it off of the diamond and pearl versions. That didn't quite happen here. So it felt like a really close retreading of the same game. Hmm. So I guess kind of disappointing in a way. It is still fun for Pokemon. But this is kind of those things where it's like um i wish we just learned a bit more from the original entries so like i didn't hate it but i'm not really in love with it like um like omega ruby or Alpha sapphire alpha sapphire those are really good remakes
1: mm. okay
2: so no it was okay all
0: right what about so, you chris so are you all ready to just cut it down because like i could care less.
1: oh wow I did Wait, not know. I, I didn't expect that from you, to be honest. Really?
0: You you want, no. You thought I was gonna I like, yo, this is at least, this is this is at least top ten, right? At least no,
1: 10 no, I, no, no. I mean, no, not necessarily top ten, Wait, but I, like I thought that you would at least kind of like it. I don't know.
0: No. So when like, our so like, we have like a doc where we're doing like this game of the year stuff, and mm-hmm. when I saw someone put Pokemon, uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, I was like, yo, who who put that? Who nominated that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was me. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm glad that you know we can like do something like this where they could like hear us talk about like what we liked or didn't liked about uh, you know particular games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this game was so like played safe that I don't know. I know that this game wasn't made by Game Freak. I think this game was like outsourced. Mm-hmm. Uh. I just, I, I think I'm just, I'm more excited for this Pokemon Legends game that's coming out because it's something new and different. Right. Yeah. That like the like the whole like retraining thing, like I like I understand why we would make these games because access to the older games and being able to transfer things, like I, it makes sense. It makes sense. Right. And it was but well done. Was it? Though?
2: I will get. I think it was.
3: <laughs>
2: mm. I think that it took everything that Diamond and Pearl were. Um, it updated a couple of things on like the um, accessibility bad. route.
0: It wasn't bad. I feel right. like it just—it
2: was so safe. It was a safe, yeah. It was safe, but it was good. You know what I mean? It was it's pain, like a peanut butter pain, and jelly. It was
0: painfully average.
2: Painfully average.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's. Let's. I'm, I'm done with this. Let's do, is, 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 is I already it moved it. I already moved. I got you. All bro. Cool. Don't even worry about it. Wow. All
1: right. <laughs> all right, Chris.
0: <clears throat> let's see. Let's talk about Deathloop. Mm, let's talk
3: mm. about Deathloop.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pop this one off. Mm-hmm. Um, Deathloop was fun. Deathloop, I feel like I it was like a sort of like a I don't want to say it was like a breath of fresh air, but it was something that was different. You know, shout shout out to having representation in video games. Uh, yes, it, it only it only took us forever to get there. <laughs> um, but you know, first and foremost, shout out to that. But um, this was something that, you know, like, I think we said in the last episode, or at least I said in the last episode, that there's, like, there's been a theme of, like, you know, uh, time displacement. Like, just, uh, like, going forward in time, back in time, time resetting itself. It's mm-hmm. just a common theme. And I mm-hmm. feel like this game, for the most part, did good. It I feel like it might have stumbled a little bit on the, like, ending, like, on the landing.
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah,
0: <laughs> but like this is I, I said this last episode too that it sometimes it's about the the journey and the destination. Sure. That's how I feel about this game. So it's hard for me to sort of like if it makes top ten, I'm cool with it. But if it doesn't mm. make top ten, then I also understand that. Th- like this mm-hmm. is my this is my game that's gonna be on my own personal top ten. But because mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a we can still have a bunch of games to talk about. Um
3: Yeah,
0: I I I would want this to stay uh, stay on, but I, I okay I, I wouldn't be like upset if we take it off.
1: James, what are your thoughts there? Um, Death Loop,
2: I kind of bounced off of. Um. I, I enjoyed the games that are like dishonored and stuff i enjoyed that franchise one was probably my favorite out of all of them so far yeah and so it kind of felt like more of that but it wasn't that so i wasn't really in love with it
0: it was weird it was like i was expecting them to like penalize me for not doing stealth and like mm-hmm. they somewhat do sometimes but like honestly majority like 80 percent of the game is being like just running through and just killing people right and I don't like,
2: think I, I wasn't trying to play it like that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna say I was gonna uh, like try to play stealth, but once I realized that there was like unless I really needed to do stealth that I could just you know, just skate by, like that's how I played.
3: Mm-hmm. I feel like the okay. game doesn't reward
0: you. I mean, I guess it rewards you by like not having to fight everybody, but Yeah. I don't know. What's the But part? that's the
2: most important part of the game, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Right.
1: Yeah. Um more and more and more. I, I'm I I'm surprised. So this is probably the one game on this list. Like I may have been the most like kind of up in the air on where this was ultimately going to be, because Chris, I think I'm completely in line with you. Um, I'm okay with this game making it to top 10, but I'm kind of like also eh, if something else it comes along, like this might be first on the chopping block, but let me, I I don't want to go into that first. I want to talk about what I like about this game, like first, And, and that's, i love like you said already the representation is incredible we have two two black main characters one one male one female it, not to mention we also have a black director black game director who led this game uh dinga bakaba i believe his name is i may have mispronounced mispronounce that a little bit but But um, he, I've seen a lot of interviews with him. He seems like such a cool guy. Uh, And he's talked about certain issues as well that, you know, they were cognizant of as they were creating this game. So that just in itself was inspiring um, just to kind of get that perspective. I I love that. Secondly, I love this game's vibe. I love the aesthetic. You're probably going to hear me say that a lot tonight. But, like, I love this game's aesthetic. Um, Like the 70s kind of – like early 70s sort of – know you walk into a room and it just it looks like you're in i don't know the brady bunch or something like i don't know like you know just you know that style of the shapes like circles a lot of circles a lot of elongated shapes um like with a lot of crazy lamps things like that um it all looks so so cool um and, and i love that and the game has a lot of personality i think this game largely hinges on the performances between colt and uh juliana and this game works because of it. It's so, so easy to fuck something like that up. Um, very, that, that could have been so grating on a number of levels. If the dialogue's not good, if those performances are annoying, um, it would be so easy to screw, uh, screw up. But it, it's, they nail it I think for the most part like they nail all of that stuff and I was invested from minute one I immediately love both of these characters and the way that they kind of snipe at each other is just so entertaining it makes me want to just reset loops just to hear like new pieces of dialogue um you guys may may know this about me I'm a huge Outer Wilds fan so like this kind of gave me some Outer Wilds vibes in some degree like you know of of it being a time loop and there's a lot of experimentation now where it kind of changes from outer wilds is, is um, outer wilds is a lot of hey just try something and see if it works and like boom you're there in the world um death is much more of a guided experience and i understand that you can turn off the objective markers but honestly they don't really expect you to play that way um they're not basing the game or designing it around that they're, they're it's really going to be a bunch of like pointers kind of saying hey go here do that um And so I did find that level of interactivity kind of lacking. Um, And that's kind of what I love about Outer Wild. So I would say it's like Outer Wild's light in that instance. But I do appreciate that, like you guys mentioned already, they give ample opportunity for stealth, combat, What truly whatever you want to do, they just let you do it. Because there's nothing worse to me than playing a stealth game. You get found out like by the slightest bullshit and then you have to start all the way over like no this game just says yo fuck it just figure it out from there like you know you could probably still do this thing or you can just change the way the plan is going to work in the first place and I think that that that's really cool um so yeah my main marks against this thing though are probably the ending I would say that the fact that there is only really one way to break the loop is kind of disappointing I was I was hoping that there would be like a multitude of ways to kind of bring the game to a close uh there are several ways to tackle uh, a lot of objectives but they do funnel you to specific endpoints um so i would have liked to see a little more there maybe in the death loop 2 or something Uh, which by the way i would love to play like a refined version of this game like a sequel or something would love that um but yeah i I think the ending's kind of weak i want i want more control given to me the player and not Really feel like my hands being held as much um and that's really where i kind of fall on on this game Uh, some of the powers are really cool by the way i don't know if we talked about any of those yet but i mean some of the stuff that you can do i know a lot of people say hey it's just dishonored but like i think it's doing it a slight disservice i think that there's some really neat stuff you could do like with um making everybody be affected by like a bullet for instance you shoot one person and they all like can go down instantly like stuff like that is it just gets really silly and i i love games like that uh, where you just do a, a bunch of dumb shit and have it work like i love that uh but yeah I, i'm kind of with you chris we could put an asterisk next to it and see where the chips fall um maybe this c- gets cut later but i mean i don't know if i if i want to cut it quite
0: yet okay. that's, that's yeah i mean that's that's what i'm feeling with that So, James, it's on you now. All
2: right, let's see here. How about we talk about unpacking?
1: Mm, Unpacking. So, unpacking... Oh, sorry, James, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going to say, um, unpacking was one of those little hidden gems we found on—I found on Game Pass. I don't know about. I you. didn't even know you
1: played it. That's what I was about to talk. I'm so sorry, James. Wow. Okay. No, no, no. Oh no, no. I'm gonna shut the hell up and drink my little drink. <laughs> you are good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, I, did. I found some time to unpack this game, um, and it's a very simple prospect. Um, you basically play as—I believe—start as a young girl. You are just going, opening up some boxes, you're moving into your room, and you're just taking things out of a box and putting them where you want to put them in your room. So, you get things like stuffed animals and crayons and where your pillows are going to go and stuff like that. And as you start to unpack these boxes, you really start to learn more and more about this character that you're playing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just about, it's a little like self expression, just a little fun time waster is what it feels like. And then you progress through each different room you're progressing through ages mm-hmm. so you're learning more about how, how this character is progressing and growing what her interests are and things like that and that's pretty much the crux of the gameplay but it's something so simple and satisfying about it i just thought it, it needs to be on this list
1: yeah i well first of all it warms my heart that you played it and really enjoyed it like i love that um i did not know that so um i i completely agree with you completely agree with you i think this this i i think it deserves uh consideration for top 10 and i'll tell you why i think uh it it is environmental we say this all the time but environmental storytelling at its finest like i don't know if you get a better example other than this this is a game that has no dialogue really um there's like a few written words like that kind of like on the side of a book that kind of tell you sort of they don't don't even say like hey this is your childhood room this is your college room like james said like you're finding out about all of this stuff through the things that you're literally unpacking that sounds like such a simple game and it is it is a simple game you're literally just putting things away and like kind of uh, you know on a shelf but it's there's so much more to that the story that it's telling isn't necessarily complex but like it's it's really it's the power of interactive storytelling right like what video games are able to do with um with what they can give you like which is basically not a lot like they don't give you you know um much other than a little cursor because it's a little a pointer and you are taking things out and you're seeing things like the matrix or like Um, a bunch of Wii games or something that looks like they would be Wii games um, or a console or DVD player. So this person obviously likes, uh, you know, movies and maybe they move in with a guy, um, you know, and and you you could tell it's a guy's place (laughs) very easily Uh, by the way that he has everything laid out. And maybe you can't move certain things because when you move into somebody else's space, you don't necessarily go in and start just like reshuffling their items. You kind of make space for your things too. It's really little things like that, that where you you reflect on your own life and it makes you think about the things that you kind of take with you throughout, you know, just your existence on this planet. Like I have things like, you know, here I've been at my current place for like a couple years now, but like I have things with me that I've, I've had with me forever and maybe we'll still have with me forever. I um, mean, it just makes you really consider that type of thing. And, and this is, a I think, a really special game that I truly enjoyed quite a bit. I'd love to put an asterisk on this
0: you know what's funny is that i've played this game but i've played this game in real life because i've recently just moved so <laughs> <laughs> everything that you guys said like that sounds pretty like so yo yeah we'll, we'll definitely keep this put a uh, put an asterisk by it there
1: we go awesome.
0: congratulations unpacking oh that's that
1: <laughs> all right um Tell me about Fantasian.
0: okay. Um, so this game is a uh, for one, it's a iOS game that is essentially made by one of the uh, creators of like the original Final Fantasy. and mm-hmm. I think also this like one of the um, sound uh, I guess like, the, the person did like the music for the original Final Fantasy. Uh, they got together and made this game. And for me, it's just, it's, I'm, I threw this on the list because I, not saying I got too far in the game, but it's one of those games that I just, I don't know, like I really appreciated like, the, uh, the amount of quality that they put into this game. And it's just, a, it's a phone game. That's the crazy part about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was made by
1: uh, Sakaguchi, right? I think Horse. so. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: So, um, it's, I mean, the, the little time that I've had with it, uh, there's a couple of things I really appreciated. The, uh, I guess I'll be saying this a, a lot, too, tonight, with the aesthetic of the game. Uh, they do this, like, it's the game itself. They built using, like, sort of, I guess, 3D scanning uh, dioramas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. while you're going through the environments, like, the environments look like just like super detailed, like really detailed and that's because it is, like it's a, like they actually made like these dioramas um, of the environments and then like just 3D scanned it and then like turned it into a game, so that that in itself is pretty cool um, and it's, and like the the like the RPG elements of the game too, is, I mean it's, it's it's straightforward, it's a it's a JRPG um, like I said, I didn't put too much time into it, I'm not sure if any of you guys played it but, uh it's definitely something I, I sort of wish was on other platforms for people to play.
1: I have not played it, but I kind of want to. And until it was on this list, I I knew it existed like earlier in the year, completely forgot it came out, and I was like, oh, browsing the App Store, I was like, what is this anime game like that's highlighted on the the App Store just prominently. Uh and yeah, sure enough it was fantasian. So it looks really cool though. Like it did, it does not have like the mobile aesthetic. I know mobile games get a rap for being, like, a certain way, but this looks like a straight-up, you know, console thing.
0: Yeah. um, It's, like, if you, like, it's, it's on Apple Arcade, so essentially, you can, like, use up your free month, and, like, guess, like, plenty of time to, like, finish this game. I right. I think uh, how long to beat gave this game, I think, like, 40 to 60 hours to beat, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. like, it's a, it's a experience on the handheld
1: cool what are your thoughts on this Chris do you feel strongly about this is this something you think is a contender or what
0: um I I I would I, I would say like we could cut it we, I'm like I'm not upset if we yeah we could we could cut it um
1: I mean I think you're the only like, one who played it so if, yeah, you, if you if you feel strongly about it like that that holds weight like it you does, know
0: but like there are other games on this list that I'd rather see it on this top ten. Okay. It looks um, cool, yeah.
1: though. I, this is something I actually want to check out, especially hearing you talk about and it. it. it yeah.
0: And it's definitely something that I, like, recommend to people to check yeah. out. Um, I got a new to? iPad.
1: This looks right for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, nice. you know, sync, sync your, your huh. PS5 controller to it. There you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. Yeah, we can
0: go ahead and cut it. All right. MP.
1: All right, Chris. Uh. You're up.
0: (laughs) Um, let me see what we got left.
1: We're getting getting to the heavy hitters now.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes, good. Let's 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 talk about this. Let's talk about it takes two.
1: I was wondering Um, when this 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 was going (laughs) to come up.
0: (laughs) It's time. Um, so you know. It takes two is a it, it's, it's pretty much like like the the co op game to play like this I yeah. I would put this on top of uh, Portal 2's co op which was amazing um, mm-hmm. I I would sort of almost put this up with playing um, games like Streets of Rage with people like like playing co op games mm-hmm. like that yeah uh, this game has not not only is like each level feeling like its own like separate video game like they the mechanics yeah. between all the levels are different. Uh, there's so many like interactable things that you can just that you literally waste time just messing with things in the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the biggest thing is just the story like the, the storytelling, the characters, what's going on like it's uh, it's a game where these um these two uh, these these parents are pretty much about to get a divorce. And uh, you know, it, it sort of has like that that picks, that Pixar like, uh dis like uh like some sort of like Disney movie thing where like the, the parents then turn into dolls because the like the daughter magic cried tears. yeah like tears yeah magic tears right. or something like that. So um, it, it has a it has a light story, but like this like the story writing is like it's 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 fun it's, it's cute it's one of those things that you can play with a significant other and have like a really good time. I mean, it's how
2: most of us how all three of us played it, I think, right? Yeah. I played
1: it with uh, Elena. Uh, okay. Elena, who was our mod uh, for the Twitch chat. Yep. Um, and we had a good time. I think we played it when it first came out, like day one. And we had a good time. I mean, the game is really good up to that point, And I believe this is on record with the show, but up to this point, this is definitely like the best game of the year. Granted, it was like April, but like, you know, it was still really, really, really good. Um, as time has gone on, I think I've cooled on it a little bit. I do think it's very good. Absolutely, I, I do think probably worth consideration. I don't know if it should be cut unless you guys are trying to cut it. Um, but where I think I kind of fell a little short is I think everything related to the story. <laughs> um I think it it comes off really, really odd a lot of times, like comedically disjointed is how I would put it. Like I remember not laughing. Like I mean, there were. It was funny. It was funny frequently, but like sometimes I didn't know if it was like awkward funny or like genuinely clever. Like there's psychonauts too funny, and then there's it takes too funny, where you're like torturing a elephant uh, to its death, quite literally. Um, and that moment, by the way, it. it- It's funny at first, and then it just keeps going. (laughs) It just and going and going, and I feel like that is a lot of the game when it comes to the story. I think it's a tad too long for its own good. You know, I could have used maybe a couple hours less. But that being said, it is hard to fault pacing because, like you said, Chris, like they're doing something new every like hour. It's a new gameplay mechanic, and when something and, and that's got a kind of a double-edged sword because if, you, if it's something really good and you're loving it, well, kind of tough luck because it's not going to last very long. Um, but on the, other, on the flip side, though, if you don't hate like it, if you hate it, it's terrible, it's not going to last long. So uh, there, is, there is that. Um, I did enjoy the little co-op challenges that they put in there, though, uh, that you could find. Like, you know, there's at one point you can find a, an old video game that you can kind of challenge each other at. Or you could play like some version of like ping pong or whack a mole or whatever. Like, I, I liked uh, the creativity of a lot of those little mini games that you could play kind of against your partner. Uh, th- th- those are pretty fun.
0: So, I, I, I'm I definitely saying let's asterisk it because okay. I played it towards the beginning of the uh, year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also played it towards like, I literally played it like a, like a week ago okay. with my roommate. So, like, it's it, fresh with it still being fresh like i i get what you're saying but with like with me i i'm now playing as like the other character so yeah mm-hmm. experiencing the game as the other character i'm not saying it feels like a different game because it's, it's still the same story
1: right but you're, but you're doing, doing different things though you're
0: doing different yeah. things so
1: yeah i know i get it i think it's a, i totally think it should be asterisk i don't think we should immediately cut it like that um it's, it's quite good. I, I did enjoy the game. James, did you, did you talk about it?
2: I didn't really, but I agree pretty much everything you guys have been saying. I've been playing it throughout the year. Okay. Basically, while well, it's me and my significant other get together. We'll play certain spots here and there, and mm-hmm. I've been just enjoying the journey. Um, I do feel like it's getting a little long in the tooth in certain spots. Mm. Like, how many times can the stupid book get in my way? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, have you... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But um, just the ability to jump between gameplay mechanic, gameplay mechanic, mm-hmm. that's cool. Because especially do it in chunks like this, it feels like I don't know what I'm getting into this time. So there's mm-hmm. still this, this sense of like wonder, like, oh, what's next? What could they possibly put in this game now?
3: Yeah, yeah. And it's
2: cool because like she's not super heavy in the gaming like that at the moment. So i like, giving her a taste of the different styles of game. Some that have been familiar with like a 2D side scroller, or like the little mini game Mario Party esque mini games you can do, all mm-hmm. that stuff is a lot of fun. So I, I think it um it balances a lot of different parts really well.
1: How's uh, the difficulty been for you guys? Like uh like you and your partner, has it been like you're you find yourself kind of dragging them along or like she's holding her own pretty much?
2: Um, it's like ex- explain the mechanic, maybe show a quick example of it, mm-hmm. and then just let it go from there. When yeah, it comes to, like, the more difficult things. But for the most part, just moving like a champ.
1: Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I kind of almost wish that – I mean, no offense, Alana. Shout-outs to you. But, like, I kind of almost wish that, like, I played it with someone who wasn't, like, you know, already – like, she's very good at video games. She she plays games, right? So she's, like, mm-hmm. knows what, she, what she's doing. So I was kind of curious, like, as we were playing, like, what it would be like to play with someone who isn't as familiar. Because it seemed – a few times it seemed like it would be a kind of difficult – um, you know, at certain spots. So that's, that's really what prompted my question.
0: So um, <laughs> my roommate, um, while he was playing with his girlfriend like earlier in the year, he told me that his experience was that he at some point or certain points he would have to play the game with both controllers. <laughs> oh no!
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: mm. man, so like that's like the tail end of it when you're playing with someone that like doesn't really play video games right yeah there you go
1: gotcha
2: (laughs) it's a winning experience
1: yeah yeah it it seemed like it was pretty friendly like even if that person dies i think there's a mechanic to like bring them back pretty quickly right like they are kind of like in a mario type bubble or whatever and they can i found myself because there were times when i died and elena was just like killing it and doing great and you know i was fucking up and and like she could just kind of bulldoze her way through like whatever the obstacle was it wasn't until like both of us needed to be competent where you know it was like oh okay maybe what we really do need to do this like well um but that's cool that's interesting to hear yeah i think i think we should keep this on here for right now
0: i would agree yep i like this one a lot all right james back on you
2: Okay. Let's talk about Resident Evil Four VR.
0: Oh man. Okay. Um so Resident Evil Mr. Four Quest VR too. is mm-hmm. essentially <laughs> Resident Evil Four. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but in VR. Um this is something Game that, of the Year. Game of the Got Year, it. right? <laughs> This is something that uh, if you guys listen to the show for a minute, know that you know I'm 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 the resident like VR player like I love I love playing VR games, and uh, th- this is it. This is the game of the year for VR. Uh, they they took Resident Evil 4, the game that has been I feel like been on a lot of consoles.
1: Everything. It's this. It's the, it's it's the Skyrim of horror. Yeah. So
0: um, <laughs> that already in itself like launched it to be a good like now at the same time they could have. This. They, they, this could have been a bad port, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's actually a pretty cool port. Um, there's like certain things where, whenever you're in a cutscene, uh, originally in the cutscenes you'd see uh, like Chris Redfield and you see whoever he's talking to. Not Red- Chris Redfield, um, Leon, Leon Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, um, you see him like in a little speech bubble, and then you would see like the person he's talking to. Like, you, like that's that's like what it was before. Now, like you're actually like sort of standing there. With like the phone in your hand, so it looks like you're Facetiming the person.
2: Hmm. So that does sound like it
0: could be fun. So yeah, so it's like it's it's intricate details like that that sort of puts it ahead of like most like you know when you think of VR ports um, of like big games. Mm-hmm. It's I don't, I'm not gonna say it's it's you know tough to do, but you really don't see them that often. Like a lot of VR games are still in that stage where they're sort of like experiences where you're essentially standing there doing like one thing. Uh, so to see like a full fledged game in VR, like that's already like just commendable. It's great. Uh, this game, it's 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 interesting playing it in in VR because you're essentially like put into the game, like you're in the world, and the experience has been like not gonna say different. But I feel like I'm playing a new game. Even though I've played Resident Evil 4, like, plenty of times, it still still feels fresh. Uh, Especially since I haven't played Resident Evil 4 in close to a decade now, maybe? Right. Uh, It's just, yeah, it's, it's a fresh experience because, like, I feel like I'm in the game now.
2: So does this feel like the way to play Resident Evil 4?
0: Yes. Like, for sure, um, hmm. there are certain things I was worried about, like just like the uh, pacing of like like how you're moving in the environment. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's quick. It's um, like that the whole like feeling like you're like a tank thing. Like that's that's non-existent. Okay. In this.
2: Okay, so how does this compare to your RE7 experience in VR? Hmm. Does it feel like they've learned things from that one?
0: I I. I feel like they do, but at the same time, those are like they're two different, sort of two different games, uh, right? Because like you know, Resident Evil Four was was originally like a third person game. So when I played Resident Evil Seven in VR, like that game is a first person game. So there are certain things that was already like they built into the game that you're supposed to be in first person. Um, so like cutscenes or certain cuts, like all the cutscenes in Resident Evil Four VR, they're all like you're looking at a screen. Watching the cutscenes, so you're not in Mm. the cutscenes like you sort of were in certain cutscenes in Resident Evil Seven. Okay, Mm. yeah, but uh, it's—I mean, it's—it's good. It's a really good game. Like this is one of those games that if you're either getting yourself an Oculus or you're you know buying it as a gift or anything like this is one of those games that you gotta have on your on your quest.
2: The whole time that I have on this list.
0: Yeah, this is this is this is my, my my VR nominee of the year. So
1: there's always one. <laughs> there's always one. <laughs> Has to be. Um, okay. I guess I will save my question when we come back to that game. Ooh,
0: okay. Damn. Ooh. I was about to butcher it. I spill it now. No, <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Not even a butcher. Uh oh. <laughs> no, it's all good. I appreciate it. Um. Okay. It's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about, oh God, this is hard now. All right. Um... Metroid Dread. Talk to me about Metroid Dread. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Oh, all right. So who, who played Metroid Dread? Dread? I've played maybe the first like two hours.
1: I played a little bit of it. I, it was like the demo, I think. Okay. Right, so I got my hands on it at least.
0: Mm. So same here. Like I'm, I'm like super early into the game.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like I <laughs> so have... it's cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cut uh, it. Do we cut this yes. by lack <laughs> of experience? Yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, uh, so tell tell me a little bit about it though. Like, tell me what you guys really like about it.
0: I mean, it's 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 you know the it's the Metroid. Metroid. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like uh, this is this this feels. As like I'm not gonna say as next gen, but like this is side scrolling Metroid like in twenty twenty one. So um mm-hmm. I do the game so far just it it feels like just the, the gameplay has been like pretty really, really solid. Uh, <laughs> to, to the point where like I feel like still like trying to get used to the mechanics of having like that uh thing chase you. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> that's low key what's been <laughs> stopping me from playing.
1: I I hear that so much. Like seriously, I hear that all the time. Like that's the Emmy Emmy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, like that stuff is not fun. I'm I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm the other people I've heard have said that, and Mm -hmm. I thought that was weird because like the whole game hinges itself on that aspect of it. Yeah. Right. Right. it's In the name. Um. So yeah, that's interesting.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. So
0: yeah, I'm not mad if we we forget
2: it. Yeah, I think it's just a whole like learning how to deal with the new controls kind of thing okay because this samus feels a bit more mobile but at the same time not it's a weird kind of position to be in
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: this is one of those probably have to come back to like next year Like, oh yeah we were. (laughs) this could have been on the top 10.
1: yeah i mean with these metroid games metroidvanias like whatever they're so hit or miss with me, um, I can bounce off of them really, really quickly. Or they just like hit so fucking hard that it's my favorite thing. Um, and I didn't play enough of this to really say one way or the other. And I didn't grow up. I'm not a Metroid guy like by trade. Metroid Prime is cool, but like I, I just didn't grow up with Metroid, so I just don't have the reverence that I think a lot of other people have for it. Certainly respect it. Uh, it's got a story history in in the industry, but but I, I did. I will say this. It, the production values behind it seem really good. They seem very solid. Like the cutscenes, like there's actual whole whole ass dialogue going on. Uh, and I didn't really expect that. I thought everybody was going to be mute or something. Um, but no, it's it's pretty cool. There is a neat sense of like foreboding that I think they they successfully captured. Uh, the the dread aspect of it um, is done really well. So uh, I actually didn't nominate this game because I didn't I didn't play much of it. But uh, I think it was cool that it was on here, and I'm glad we at least gave it some some shine.
0: Hmm. All right, cool. So I think I think I, I th- yeah, I, I think this is definitely be that game where next year or at least over the next year. Uh, during the show, we we're gonna be like, oh, you know what? We actually finished the game and it was good. It should have been on there, but <laughs> hey, it, that's it, what it happens. Came, it, came, it came out at a, like, at a busy point in the year, so I just, I just yeah. honestly ran out of time. Yeah, we can put the, I should have played that list,
1: <laughs> right? Should have played that.
0: Damn, that's good. That's a, a YouTube video right there. Boom.
1: All, All right, was cool. was G- is, it, is it Chris now? it's me now oh we're going backwards mm-hmm. right 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 so that means it is chris now
0: oh um let's talk about the great ace attorney chronicles
1: all right great ace attorney chronicles so there uh, there's a bit a few games on this list i was very nervous to talk about uh i was deliberately not trying to talk about <laughs> so early but uh yeah i guess i guess we're here um great ace attorney chronicles technically a pair of games a duology so it's it's two games um it came out i want to say in 2015 and 2017 um overseas we never thought that we were going to see it here in the west but fortunately it got localized um miraculously actually and 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 now it's here we got it and i got i have a physical copy of an ace attorney game i couldn't say that for like a decade um, and that feels really cool. So, yeah, um, I fucking love this game. It's great. Not just because I'm a fan of Ace Attorney. I am a fan of Ace Attorney. It is true. But I genuinely think that these games stand as legitimately being good uh, for a lot of reasons. Number one, the translation on this thing is impeccable. Uh, and what I mean by that, in case you don't play a lot of, you know, uh, uh, I guess, foreign games, like translation is super important. Translation is going to capture the personality of a uh, of, of a character or a situation. It's going to really make sure that um, it shines through the original intent uh, behind, like, whatever language it's being translated from really uh, is transparent to the, the speaker. And they do such a wonderful job of that. There's so much, like, uh, it's a game that takes place mostly in London, uh, a little bit of it in Japan, but mostly in London. It's, like, the, eight, uh, the 1800s, I believe. Um, And at a time where Sherlock Holmes is an actual person, like an actual character in this universe, except he is Herlock Sholmes because they can't call him Sherlock Holmes uh, because of legal stuff. So they can't, they actually can't use his, his actual name. So, Uh, but it's really cool because uh, Sholmes is one of my favorite characters of 2021. Uh, He is, so fucking awesome and funny and his music uh chris and i were talking about uh yesterday after filming the the first episode that like what are our favorite soundtracks of the year this is one of them um i this is one of those games i deliberately go outside out of my way outside of the game to listen to sometimes because it's just so awesome um you get this the sense of like if you could hear the 1800s, I think it sounds a lot like this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and certainly it sounds very dignified and very like uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes, I guess. Um, a lot of strings. Um, and like, you know, the game is afoot, like a lot of mysteries going on. So I really, really appreciated that about it. It is a long game. Um, it, it I spent, I don't know, probably around 50 hours in this and it's about 40 to 50 hours long. So you're getting... Your money worth just in terms of raw hours. Um, the cases in this are very good. I will say this: the the game starts slow. So you start obviously with that first game. The first two cases uh, take its time to set things up. So you there is a little bit of a hill to climb, um, just because it's it's moving a lot of pieces around uh, the board. But once you hit case three on, it's a nonstop ride that truly just does not stop until the the credits are rolling. Um and it was something I diligently played for about a month. Um almost every night like I would play, you know, an hour or, or two. Um just like a good book. Um and that's that's really what these games are. I mean, you were doing things in court. It's all the ace attorney trappings. You're investigating crime scenes, you're deducing, making deductions about uh, places and people and you know, you're arguing in court. It's got one of my favorite prosecutors in the whole series in this in this one. Um, he, it's, I, I truly think this is a special game. It's very, very difficult for me to contextualize why, especially if you have not played it uh, without completely ruining it. I certainly don't mind spoiling certain bits. Um, but I do think, I'm going to say for right now, i would like to see this as an asterisk and i'm going to probably talk a little bit more specifically later to see if i can sway anyone but honestly i i I think it's going to be really really fucking hard and i think (laughs) my fight is probably better put elsewhere to be honest uh this is absolutely in my top like 10 probably top five this is one of my favorite games of the year and i really need to stress it is not I know some people go like well yeah like you're you're an ace attorney fan well yes but like i promise this is not just you know i'm looking at all of this stuff as objectively as possible this is legitimately really great and if you look at anybody else who's played these games this year they will tell you the same thing um it's a really cool collection probably some of the best i think the second game in this collection people often say is one of the best of these uh like ever, and I would probably agree with that.
0: This is one of those games that I wish I had time to play like, this past year.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It, it, look, this is this is what I would say to that, Chris. Like, if you pick it up, it, like I said, it's like a book. You can it's on Switch. I would probably only play it on Switch. It's on everything, but like, nah, you need this. A, like,
0: this is handheld. Switch game.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want you want this on Switch. You know, you could shut it off. You know, suspend it at any time. Like. You know, it, it's it's something I think you could get through. It would take you a long time, especially if you're gonna do it like piecemeal like that. But I think it's like any good book, it it would serve you well. That's so. how I
0: play those type of games, anyways. Like that's this is definitely yeah. like you know I'm like in bed, like just like super comfortable, and, yeah. Like just like I said, handheld book on on the side, like just relax. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all right, cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that one for sure.
0: All right. Um, was it?
1: I think it's James, James. now because you just met yeah. Chris, right? Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. Um. Let's talk. Tell me about the Forgotten City.
1: Oh man. Oh me again. Um. Okay. Yeah. Forgotten City. Uh, I fucking love this game too. So now we're probably getting into a lot of the games that I really love, um, which sucks because like we need to start. We need to cut shit. But um, yeah, Forgotten City is awesome. Have you, first of all, have you guys like seen much about this game?
0: I have it downloaded, and I wish I had time to play it. So <laughs> um, I watched That's the,
2: the documentary. Okay. Oh, okay,
0: okay. And so, um, I do also have it downloaded.
1: Okay, Something. so you got a sense for it. Yeah, for um, the
2: history of this. This is a pretty cool story
1: this so i haven't seen the no clip thing yet um but i want to i want to watch it um i played and completed this game over the course of like maybe a few days i like devoured this game it's not like super long or anything it's around uh, less than 10 hours maybe so not not yeah not super long um but i just like ate this thing up i i, I love this game um it is primarily it is it is story driven very little combat but there is combat you you can things in this um but the whole premise of, of of this is that is it a time loop game so we just got through talking about uh, death loop and how like you know oh there's a theme right um and you remember how i was kind of talking about how like it's it's outer Wilds light where it doesn't really let you kind of bang your head against the uh, like a situation and really like explore uh, forgotten city does that so it is the outer wilds of this year i think and i, I that's certainly pushing it like higher up in my mind because like that's just the type of experience gaming wise that really attracts me um and the idea is that you are this person who stumbles across a, a a time portal uh to ancient rome and you figure out that you try you need to try to get back uh, you don't know quite how to do that but you end up in this city with only about maybe like 20 people in it or so and the whole idea is that Everyone here is living a pretty pretty relaxed and healthy life. Uh, well, relatively. Um, with the exception that it's they're under the golden rule. The golden rule is that you cannot commit a sin in the city. If you commit a sin, everyone... Well, I don't know if they know at that point what happens, but the idea is that everyone dies. The gods will like come down and sh- kill everybody, basically. Um, so... That brings into mind like a a bunch of questions. This is such an artful game in that sense because, like I said, it's 90% conversational. You're having a lot of interesting discussion about like religion, theology. Uh, You're talking about um, philosophy. Like what is a sin? What what constitutes is that? Who's dictating these rules? Like how do you make – like what is morality? Like really, when you, when it comes down to it, can you do something bad for a good reason? Like, what is that honestly? And that those are the kind of questions that the forgotten city poses and attempts to, to sort of answer or At least, you know, they, they present certain um, answers I should say. I don't think they give anything definitive, but they, they certainly present a, a lot of interesting situations Um and eventually what happens is you are on a time limit. So after, and I don't know what that is. I'm not sure if it's like 15, 20 minutes. It feels like about 20-ish minutes. Um, but the the world will restart itself. Inevitably, someone will sin. Someone will like kill somebody else or steal something or something will happen where uh, the, the loop will have to reset. You'll be thrust back at the start of the day. No one has any memory of what happens except you. So sometimes you do keep items on your person. So at some points, you may have certain things that you shouldn't have at that point, and you can solve issues with that potentially, um, or knowledge that you've gained from previous loops that you can now use to help yourself on current loops. It's a brilliant, brilliant game. One that I think is absolutely deserving of a top 10 spot. I definitely think this has an asterisk on it. Um, I'm all in on the Forgotten City
0: damn I, I really wish i played this game now
1: <laughs> i know yeah I, I really wish one of you guys did too cause just because i think you would like it i i think you guys would appreciate the dialogue and, and just real quick before we move on here um mm-hmm. one thing that i love about these type of games is that they let the player be like basically a the dumbest shithead in the world and it's so good it's so good like you can just walk up to people and say like hey yeah i'm from the future by the way and people are like what (laughs) like what are you talking like okay you must have been drinking too much wine like and you can just kind of talk to them about there's a joke about like karen's in this game uh like somebody named karen uh and how like it's and how it's like a meme where you're from and but no one obviously understands what the fuck that means and it's just so so amazing that like they the dialogue is is among some of my favorite this year i, I love it i love this game
0: that does sound fun yeah so yeah we could um hmm. how, how long how long you say it took you to, to finish this
1: uh, I was playing this for probably a little less than 10 hours. I would say like somewhere between six to eight. Like if you're really diligent, um, it's not that hard that the game really points you in the direction of where you need to go. It doesn't give you the details on what to do exactly, but you're going to be like trying a bunch of different shit anyway. So yeah, cause, like, cause you yeah, the,
0: you a, like second, no third person. That, like I said, you know, Chris, I think you, you, you know, you would like this game. Yeah. So I, I
1: think you will. I think you will. If anything, I think you're just gonna enjoy the sort of questions that the larger questions it poses about like nature. I think you would appreciate that.
0: I might might check this out in between episodes. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. Um, It's my turn. I think.
0: Mm
1: -hmm, mm Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Scarlet Nexus. Let's talk a little bit about that. Who played that? Who played that? Who put this? Who put that on the list? I played a little bit of this.
0: Okay, I played a little bit of this too. so who wants to go first?
1: <laughs> Not me. I haven't played enough. I think James, you probably played the most.
0: Oh Wow, okay. um
2: well, this is one of Ben Dynamico's offerings for this year, and I think they did a fantastic job with it. Um Scarlet Nexus is an action RPG set in the future. I suppose <laughs> this is a I uh, guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, a futuristic dystopian My Hero Academia kind of thing, where everybody, most people have powers. Um, there is like a, an armed forces of sorts that are fighting against these different beings called Others, which are just like random household objects come to life and like homunculi. It's it's weird, but um, yeah. You you play as one of two psychokinetic users um you join a squad there's a whole mystery going on of like what is this group you've really joined where are the others coming from and then it also manages to throw in a little bit of persona with that whole making friends with your teammates unlock different abilities as you unlock different friendships you dive deeper into their backstories get to know like each person's motivations why they are the way they are why they joined up that sort of thing so it's a, it's a fun balance, I think, between action, combat and also getting to know your your cast and storytelling. I really enjoyed this one. Um, I was not sure after the demo at first, but um, it came to game pass and it was on sale. so I just figured I'd give it a shot. and I have
0: to say I'm quite happy with it so far. So I allow myself one anime game (laughs) per year. (laughs) (laughs) And this and this was that game for me. Um the the combat, uh it feels like, you know, it's it's an action RPG, so think um Devil May Cry think who it wasn't Platinum that made this, right? No, you said it was Bandai. Uh, Bandai, No Bandai. Bandai. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a platinum game. It does feel like a platinum game. Yeah. Yeah. So that like already like put itself up there for me. Um so the uh like the actual like like fighting, like the gameplay mechanics is is really dope. It's intricate yeah. to the point where, like um, like James said, uh, you, like the two main characters have the same power, but they sort of use them differently. Mm-hmm. And I so I went the route with the with the um, girl. Okay, I went was the boy? Okay, And what's cool about that is that it's essentially telling the same story, but from different perspectives.
2: Right. So it'll be like
0: in certain parts of the story, the girl
2: will be ahead of the guy. Mm-hmm. And so there's a point where like, um, I don't know how far you got into the the uh, story, Chris, but there is a really huge plot point concerning the family of the boy and mm-hmm. the girl. Yeah, so yeah, I got that far. Okay.
1: Yeah, you can go ahead and spoil it. That's, that's fine.
2: I, I don't know. I want you to play the game. I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. I was gonna say, yeah, man. And, I, and I, I didn't finish this one either. So. Okay. <laughs> okay so Alan, how much further is spoiler territory for you then? Okay. But it's cool that they have those moments like that and you'll interact with members of both your squad and the opposing player's team. So you'll have like these moments of like, um, just trying out all different kinds of powers and stuff. And I think it just, it flows really well because you get things like um, super speed or teleportation or lightning. What was the other ones? Like ones is like a defensive shell kind of ability.
1: Yeah, it's like a defensive thing. Uh, you said lightning, fire? Is there a fire, fire. thing? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. A, a lot of the game? elements. Yeah, and then you get the classic like anime tropes of like the childhood friend, or like the the snobby know it all, or like the, the the ice cold, oh such a loner, that kind of thing. So yeah, this is this is that anime
0: game of the year, but it's it's so far I'm not really seeing any of the negatives of that. So for me, I really enjoyed like what I played. So I'm I'm cool with like this this is a this is on one of my like personal top tens. So same.
1: Hmm. This is on my top tens. Then I, I guess we have to asterisk it. Mm. Alright. All right. Um James, it's on you now.
2: Okay. Um Let's see. Let's talk about near replicant
1: near near replicant um i was really looking forward to near replicant this is the remake of um it's not a remaster it's it's straight up a remake of the original near uh from yoko taro uh and i play near Autonomous that was one of my favorite games of 2017 if not my actual my absolute favorite and it was on a should i play that i think of that year like a, a number two maybe number two or three it was high up there there. um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i I loved automata never played the original near so i was very much looking forward to this experience and that's really why i think it was eligible was because of what they did remake it um rather than just like a simple port um the idea behind this one is that there is a plague going around the world and uh there are a bunch of monsters roaming the land uh, it's very much a uh, medieval almost fantasy type setting there's like little villages and castles and stuff like that uh kind of in the land um and uh, people just kind of seem to be living in I don't want to say squalor, but it, they're not living great. Um, you know, the people are always under threat of attack. And you are playing a protagonist, uh, Nier, who has a sister who has been infected with a uh, one of the deadly plagues that um, is guaranteed to kill them. Um, so you're trying to go find, like, the cure. That you you learn of a, an ancient book that can maybe have a spell to cure her, if I remember correctly. It's, I play this back in, like april so my memory might be a little fuzzy on that but that i think that's the that's the gist um so this game is really in two parts um several actually but but really the first half of this game first like maybe eight to ten hours or so um you're playing as the protagonist as a boy um and he is he's roaming the land looking for this book you meet the book grimoire vice um, the book is a total sarcastic dick, but I love that. He's really funny, um, and he's, he breaks the fourth wall occasionally uh, at times, which is always entertaining, and what Yoko Taro does in some of these games. Um, and you also meet a couple other companions, Emeo, uh, uh, who is another young boy who lives in a mansion all by himself and actually has to wear uh, – he's almost like Daredevil, I guess, where he has, like, the bandages over his eyes uh, because if he looks at you, he's like – he petrifies you. Um, and then Kayane, who is a uh, – people call her a freak, and you don't quite know why at that point. Um, and you – because she just looks freak, relax. Yeah, yeah not that <laughs> kind of <laughs> – yeah, not that kind. Uh, but but you're just kind of like, okay, why are they treating you like this? And it's apparently because she is considered to be a monster of the village. She has like she's like a half shade or something. What, Chris? Chris, what's up? <laughs> what did I say?
2: <laughs> just keep going, Roddy.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. Anyway, so. <laughs> So at some point um, there is a time skip, you get to about halfway through the game uh, and you age up and you the game takes kind of a different turn because what happens at that point is from that midway point all the way up to the end, there is there are multiple endings to this game and you are recommended to play this game multiple times or at least that particular section uh, to get more out of it. Um, this was a game that I highly, highly enjoyed. Uh, to be honest, it was something that I played despite, like, the gameplay. The gameplay is fine, but it was kind of how I felt about the Artful Escape, where it was like I was enjoying, I think, everything except playing the actual game. And I, and I don't want to say that about New Replicant because I did like the combat. It's very Platinum-like um, because they did model that... I don't believe this game is actually made by Platinum, but Automata was, but they took the system from Automata into Replicant. Uh, if that, I know that's a lot of... Hopefully that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. um, so it feels very snappy, very action game oriented. Um, So it was fine, but not really why I was still there. Um, I was really there because I was super attached to these characters. All of them have person like Emil is nothing bad deserved. Like he deserves nothing bad in this life. Like ever. He is the most like adorable human being that you'll probably ever meet in a video game and by the time that like the game ends you're just like bawling your eyes out because you're just like i don't want it to go this way but it it, fate just makes it so like i I just i don't feel very often very strongly for like a lot of characters like that but they have so many characters here who, who are well defined that like you don't want the game to end not necessarily because something good or bad is happening to them but just because once the credits roll like for the fourth or fifth time, and and like you're actually done. You got the true ending and all that. Like your experience is over. It's done. You feel empty inside. You have that post game depression. Man, um, I was gonna
0: say the last time I felt that was Undertale. I need gonna say Undertale. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I might yeah. To play this one too.
1: I mean <laughs> I this play this that. this one. If you're saying like one anime game a year, I think this might be like the one. Scarlet Lexus was, is pretty good. I, I, I like, like what I played. I
0: was like, this, is this considered you know an anime game? Like, um, because it was sort of between those two.
1: Yeah <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um I would say it is much less anime like outwardly anime than Scarlet Nexus. Um but it has some anime shit in it. So um but I found it to be not really super egregious. Like I think you could probably play this and, and it's fine. There's enough charm there that you can look past some of the other stuff. They don't do a lot of gross things with Kainé cuz Kainé is like pretty scantily clad. Like she's not she's not super covered up. Um, there's not like a ton of weird shots like lingering lingering on her but at the same time sometimes there are and it's like all right yoko taro okay all right we see what you're doing um but her personality and the character that what she's embodying is so powerful and so like i felt her character arc pretty much throughout um I'll, i'll put it like this without like saying a whole lot they put an intersex character in this game uh I've never seen a game do that I don't think. Uh in a way that also like respected her agency, I guess. And and perhaps I probably don't have the authority to even speak on that cuz I don't have that kind of experience, but like it felt it felt respectful. There's a really gross trophy kind of associated with that's like the one kind of really huge black mark on this game. Um, there's a really bad trophy where you have to like, kind of look up kind skirt. Um, I don't really love that. That's kind of shitty. Um, and that's really the most egregious example of, of, of that. Um, but in other aspects of it, this is a game about dealing with grief. It's a, it's a game about dealing with uh, inevitability, the inevitability of loss. Um, similar to death's door. I think Death's Door takes the concept a little bit further. It presents death as an actual, like, construct. Um, And I think Replicant, if you had to compare the two games, Replicant and Automata, Automata was about big existential questions. Uh, Replicant is more about the characters. And I really, really appreciated that. They do some really cool stuff as well with the player um, and kind of messing with them. I can't really... I I know this is Game of the Year, we're spoiling some stuff. I don't want to completely just show all of this game's cards immediately, because I think that might ruin some of the fun of it. But, um, I just know that this game fucks with you pretty heavy. Um, and it gave me a number of emotional beats. Like there's a particular moment you have to relive over and over and over again because like to get the other endings and every time I did not skip the cutscene, and every time I fucking felt it, like it, every single time, and I cannot say that for a lot of media. so, I guess I'm going to go ahead and conclude by saying that like this is a game that was really special to me. I don't know how hard it's going to hang on this particular list because I think the arguments I'm going to have to make for it, I just don't know if I'm capable of doing that. So um, I don't know. I it, it pains me. It hurts. But I might have to let it go here. Um, we just have too, too many others on the list. Hmm. Yeah, not not one that I would do willingly. Definitely one that is like a top ten in my book, but I, I think we just have some stiff competition. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna choose some other some other fights on this one. But this is a fucking awesome game. Highly recommend. I really hope one of you guys like checks it out so, at some time. Yeah, it's, um, on, on, it, on it's really yeah, it's it's really cool. All
0: right, cool. Um so we'll, we'll put james
1: that. you picked that one right I did, I did okay so it's my turn um oh uh, wrong place for replica i mean i would love it there but uh oh, yeah, yeah 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 um so let's talk a little bit about uh forza horizon 5 real quick oh cool um I will I'll start since I brought it up. Uh yeah, Forza Horizon 5. I think this game is fucking incredible. Um uh, it is one of the games, I think one of maybe 3 games on this whole list that like I kept coming back to. Uh like after playing it right I know it came out later in the year like in November, but like it's one that I still have on my hard drive. I'm going to have it on my hard drive for like long time um and i'm going to just keep popping it i just popped it in not that long ago not even for game of the year stuff i was just like i just want to go drive (laughs) um and the thing about it and i heard a lot of people say man this is just forza horizon 4 with like a new skin i get it i get why people say that but like for me it's a little different because the map here is so much more interesting and varied than i think fours was nothing against london london was cool the uk was cool but, uh, but but Mexico just has such a diversity to the the, the uh, landscape. Like you got, it's very hilly. Um, you've got you know kind of a desert ish area. You can go to the the temples, the ruins. Like it's just so so cool. And I love the fact that they put like you know a lot of the bigger events that Horizon is known for. They made it center around like that culture, and they do that with all of these games. But with this, I really felt it uh with with this one particularly um and i never got bored like of this of doing anything in this game there's always something to do that's the crazy thing i could pop this thing in and literally when i'm playing a game like of any kind i'm like okay i'm gonna play this game and get 100 coins or i'm gonna go do the story mode or i'm gonna go do these side missions i'm like i have no idea what the hell i'm gonna go do in forza horizon 5 i'm just gonna figure You're it gonna out yeah yeah i'm just gonna figure it out so i just like driving around and finding out how many of my friends like hit the the boards like the smash boards and then i'm all of a sudden i'm like trying to find all the sp boards to go smash or like find a new road that i haven't driven on yet um this game is really really cool uh and, and i i quite enjoyed it i think it deserves a spot on a top 10 at least consideration uh what about one of you guys Same. or both of you guys
0: um this game is definitely one of those like if you if if you have a xbox series x or if you have a really beefy gaming pc this is the game to show off to people this is the game to like if you really want to show off like you know the power of the new xbox and power of your pc uh this is the game to do it i you know i i feel like a lot of card games like they um that's sort of like one of the things you go into a card game for is just to see how well uh the game works and like whatever engine they're using how like uh steady the frame rate stays or like you know just the 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 graphical detail that they put in and they sort of like went all out in this one um i i love like the small details i love the details of like when you're uh changing the views of the car that the actual sounds of the car sounds different so like if you're if you're using like an outside view of like the back of the car like you'll, you'll you'll hear that but then when you go inside yeah. of the car like it's, it sounds like you're inside of a car so small things yeah. like that uh the i think the controller um the way they use the controller is pretty cool yeah um, yeah it's not you know to the level of like dual sense but it's still enough where you can really feel like the like the difference of like different roads and uh you know, yeah off-road and everything
1: closest thing to a dual sense without actually being a dual sense
0: yeah i mean I, I I think that was an article I I think I saw where um they're wanting to do something like that for the Xbox controllers. Ah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. That'd be dope. Oh, I'd love that. Mm. Cool.
2: What about you, James? Uh yeah, easy recommendation for top ten. Um it's like a more refined Forza Horizon four, like you said. Um the graphical quality is incredible, the variation of the map. Is so much fun the volcano the beach the grasslands the, yeah. the, the ruins um the radio stations mm-hmm. even um just everything about horizon it's a festival it's a celebration and you can feel that in the game
1: yeah yeah that's like my favorite part of these horizon games is that it like you said it feels like a celebration um and and they don't ignore the culture surrounding, like wherever they are uh, mm-hmm. they really acknowledge it and, and make it super fun i I love just picking a car too that like i would actually drive in real life and just modding just modding the hell out of it and like i'll I'll probably never be able to afford this in real life but like Mm -hmm. i could pretend for this game uh it's just one of my my pleasures um and yeah i i I think this is an easy shoe in for for top 10
2: and i guess one more thing i do want to point out about this game that i enjoy so much is that A lot of the games, racing games is like you have one or two cars that you start out with and you have to do your races with those one and two cars. And you try and like slowly build up. Not in this. Forza chucks cars at you. All different kinds, all different styles. You want rallies, you want off-road trucks, you want um, like muscle cars, you want futuristic um, compact designs. Like it's all there. You want Warthog, have it.
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, such- I didn't even know that was in there until you said something. I was like, what? Yeah. I can have a Warthog and then have the horn be the Windows boot up sound. Like, yes, Why please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited to see what they do going forward, especially with all those new franchises. Really-
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That should mm. be interesting. That should be interesting.
2: But yeah, top
1: 10. Easy. All right. So that was me. So that means it's That's Chris. Right
0: yep. All right, cool. Let's talk about Bowser's Fury.
1: Oh man, Bowser's Fury. Oh, I fucking love Bowser's Fury. Fuck. But I don't know where it ends up here. Um, I, I love this game. I, I I this was the first game of 2021. It came out really early, I think February or something. Um, where I was like, oh, this is so special. Um I didn't even put the 3D world part of it on here because to me that wasn't like I paid 60 bucks for Bowser's Fury I I have no shame and I be, I completed those, it in like money, a lot of people that what?
0: I've talked to about this game that's what they the same thing
1: yeah yeah Yeah. like I think I probably I don't even know if I'm off the first world of 3D world like I I booted it up and I was like oh yeah this is great I love it it's a great game but I Bowser Fury is where I'm at um so this was like open world Mario basically That's the easiest way that I can describe it um it is so inventive it's the most inventive look I'm gonna say it right now I think it's the most inventive Mario game since Mario 64 or maybe Mario Galaxy um like more so than odyssey and you already know how much i love odyssey like that was really? that yeah yeah that was my uh game of the year actually because i don't know if you remember back in 2017 that was my game of the year back when we were doing separate lists mm-hmm. um and so that's a big deal for me to feel that way about this uh, but there is something that's so just duh about this concept like i can't believe they didn't do this sooner um and and they pulled it off like that's the thing is that not only did they attempt it they basically perfected this formula so now i need a full game of this um if you haven't played it the idea is that uh, bowser is i don't know what's wrong with Bowser. he ate something bad or something and like he is he's basically giga bowser now um and bowser jr has recruited mario to help you figure out like what is going on with with dear old dad so uh He, uh, Bowser, at certain points in the the level, I think it's about maybe uh, five-ish minutes, like every five to ten minutes, like he'll transform and you have to fight him in like the Giga form. And like the sky gets really cloudy, it starts raining, um, it's like really scary, but you have to like beat him uh, until like he goes back under the water um, because it's, it's taking place on a variety of islands. And each island has basically a different biome. So like there are some biomes that are like have... Uh, like, I, I think, like, lava pits. I Don't ask me why it's, and I, I don't know, but, like, there's, like, lava pits, and then there's, like, an ice island, and then there's, like, your regular kind of 1-1 style world. Um, like, it's just, like, green grass and stuff. Um, that's really the idea of of the game. It's fucking super awesome. Um, I, I don't know if I'm gonna get you guys to really get this on the list, so I I, I again, like I've said a few times tonight, I think it's Probably not going to hang around uh, the current list, but I this would absolutely be on my top 10, my personal top 10, um, as I had a great time with it. It is a super platformer, no pun intended, um, and I really need a full game just like this. It's brilliant. And I found all the little collectibles, which I never do in these games. I don't ever do that, but like I spent a few extra hours going around willingly finding like all 100 cat shines or whatever they are. Uh, in this game, so yeah, I, I I love this thing though. Such a fucking cool game.
0: Mm, uh, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and cut it because I I got I, I've watched my roommate play it and it looks oh, okay. Great. Yeah, but like I've I've you know I only have like a small experience with it, but it looks cool. Like I sort of like sort of like what you said. Um, this looks like this is like they're testing some stuff. So yeah. hopefully, um, we'll see more of this type of like. You know gameplay from another mario game
1: i hope so i hope so all right
2: so that goes back to me i think so okay oh man there's a lot of big names left up in here i know shit should, should we keep skipping around or just you, you just dive in there
1: i think we'll just, we'll just dive in at this point so we're gonna have to come back to these
2: halo infinite
1: Talk halo infinite you. Oh boy. Did everybody here played it, right?
2: Yeah. Beta. It's the only thing. Oh, you
1: oh. played the beta. Okay.
2: I haven't even touched the campaign.
1: Oh wow. Chris, did you play the campaign?
2: I
0: didn't finish it.
1: Okay, but you played it. Okay. Uh do you want to start then?
0: I okay. So uh oh. And I know that I I could I could I could see us putting this on the top ten. Um, because because maybe because because <laughs> look because all right so I I'm I'm not gonna say like I, I'm a huge fan of Halo but like I I, I dig them I like them I think they're fun games I think they're cool games okay. uh I'm, am I am I great at the multiplayer No like anytime we play Rod like carries the team like that's something that's that, that's one of those games where like uh I can I can always depend on Rod to like come through in a clutch. Um, I wish this was, like, co-op campaign, um, but yeah. it isn't. Right now it's just single player, so that's, like, a, it's a drag. But so far, of what I've played of the campaign, uh, it, it, feels like I'm playing a Halo game. It feels like they, they took, like, the best parts, like, the best set pieces of, uh, like, Halo 1. And sort of feels like a little bit of, like, Halo 3. Um, so, so it feels like they've got the best parts of that and, like, just put it, like, focus that and sort of, like, an open... Open world, semi-open world.
1: Yeah. I'd say so. The
0: grap- um the, the grappling hook is dope. Like if that if anything, yes, that was the best addition yes. to the franchise was the grappling hook. Yes. Well, I cool.
1: need a me a grappling hook in all, all my games going forward. All Halo games. No, no Halo game from this point forward should come forward without, without a, a grappling, grappling hook. hook. Yeah. Yeah. It is that's a game changer. Oh, what's up?
2: Is that what the series has been missing? Yes.
1: Maybe. Maybe that's all 343 I needed was a grappling hook.
3: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, it sounds weird because you're like, okay, that's like something that's been in a ton of other games. Like what really makes it that different? But like it completely changes the way that you approach encounters in this game. And I also think it changes because in multiplayer, it's a consumable. So like you don't have it all the time. You have it for like, you know, three uses or so um until it's gone but in the campaign it's just you you have it forever um it's on a bit of a cooldown, but eventually you can upgrade it to where like the cooldown is like it's like a second or two it's very quick very quick like by the time you're like grappling onto something else the cooldown's up so um yeah chris uh so i'm a little surprised about that actually i I actually thought that this game would have a lot more support i absolutely think this this has to be a top 10 contender i I, like this might be the first game so far where i I might feel some kind of way like if it's if it's not up there like uh we should not discount the fact that like 343i has largely failed at making halo games um well up to this point Mm -hmm. and the fact that they not only made a good game they made one of the best halo games up to this point i think something that by itself is like a minor miracle. Think about where this game was when we saw it a year and a half ago.
0: The same place.
1: No, no. <laughs> oh, you're trolling me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, which
3: just less pretty.
1: Oh, well, Oh, I see what you're saying. Ah, uh, I mean, I see what you're saying because I think all of us had the same reaction of like, that looks fine. It's just uh, not ugly, but like it could look better. Um, you know, it looks... Yeah, you were like... we. I think we were, we all walked away from that showing, like, it looked like Halo. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, they had not captured that feeling for, like, two games. Four and five. Like, four was, like, what, 2012, I think? And then five was, like, 2015, something like that. And then there was no Halo for, like, six years, the longest that the franchise has ever gone on ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that they came back and made this game a hit. I mean, like, I cannot express to you how much of a. I mean, people were clowning on this game. So, like, outside of just us, like, people were memeing this game. There was Craig and, like, all sorts of stuff. And people, they de- Microsoft delayed it for an entire year from their console launch to where they had no games. No, it did not launch with a single first party game. And they did that in order to not shit out a, an entry. And, and who knows what that game would have looked like if they didn't have that that year. So I, I don't want to talk too much about like what could have been, but like I do think it's important to consider like how triumphant like this game is. Um, so when they released it, they shadow dropped the multiplayer early. I played a lot of it, I really enjoyed it. I haven't enjoyed a Halo multiplayer or really a halo anything like in probably a decade um but that would be reach and i was even cool on reach reach is fine i like reach but it's not like my favorite i would say like halo 3 was like the last time i was like really into some halo was like 2007 i was still in grade school um so like it's been a long time but they were able to capture that feeling slayer capture the flag oddball all the classics are there it's free to play now so anybody can jump in and play it but it doesn't feel like a free-to-play game and i don't really like saying that because there are a lot of really cool free-to-play games out there i don't want to like denigrate that 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 model but like it it is it is a halo ass halo game um like you can really jump in and you feel like you're transported back to those times um of like sitting in your buddy's you know house with like four land tvs just like you know shooting a bunch of people like it's just it it is really really cool i have a lot of things i want to say about this but i do think that we should probably save that like yeah we this has an asterisk like i i really think it should i mean if i'm the only one fighting for it then i mean i guess i guess i should just let it rip now but like if chris if you're like james (laughs) like if if you're like "Eh, i could maybe see it then like let's
0: have fun with it have fun with it we're gonna throw it up here
1: Okay. All right. All right. We're, We're we 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 okay. We, we will come back. I have a lot of stuff to say about this, especially about the campaign. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that.
0: All right. Let's talk about Psychonauts two.
1: Who wants to start? Who's played that actually? Besides me. On my list. So you have not, James. You have not. No, I have not. Wait, who put it? I didn't put it on there then. Um wait, what? I didn't put it on there. No, I did not put it on there. someone is just choosing violence right now. <laughs> okay, so enter
2: our minds and put this on the list.
1: So I I'm going to say this. Uh I think that we this does not need an asterisk. This just has a guaranteed spot. This has a guaranteed spot. It's this gotta have a guaranteed one spot. One of the ten. It has to be one of the ten. It has to be. Um, This is one of the best games of the year, definitively. Like I almost feel like it's it's very hard for me to like put that up for debate. So have you? So when I and I when I say that, like neither of you guys have played touched it yet, right? Right. But you guys, James, you dabbled a little in Psychonauts one though. Right. Okay. Um, Chris, what's your history with Psychonauts? I heard of it. Oh, but never played it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, all right, going into this. So I played Psychonauts 1 a little bit early in the year before this came out because I never played Psychonauts. I, I I'd always heard about it, um, and I enjoyed it. Very dated. Uh, it's a dated game. I enjoyed it just as a piece of, like, gaming history. I'm glad I got to, like, experience it and get through it. But I really did it because I wanted to prepare for 2. Um, I liked Psychonauts 1 quite a bit two blew my fucking mind out like i could not believe how good that game is it is double fine operating at like a level of height that i don't know if they've achieved ever like and and that's not to say double fine's not been good double fine's always been good but like double fine is operating on a scale like that is just firing on all cylinders this game is funny legitimately funny not like cheap laughs but like genuinely there are there's clever humor in here um the the action is fluid it's fun it looks spectacular this has the best art style of this whole year and we're talking we've talked about games that i think look really good like we talked about artful escape and i think that game looks great um but there's a style to knots 2 that it makes it feel like you're playing a cartoon. We said that about Dodgeball Academia, but Dodgeball Academia looks like you know, it looks like a cartoon, which is fine. That's I'm not not a that's not an insult. But what I mean is like Psychonauts Two looks like it was that cartoon was like ripped out of the TV and like 3D and like it it's incredible how pristine this game looks. And now I played it on a on a, a Series X, so I don't know like. If you're getting 60 frames per second on like the current gen, but like it's so smooth, never hitches. I didn't see any graphical glitches whatsoever. None of that. So presentation-wise, this thing is flawless. Hmm. Um, this game is also operating on a different level in terms of narrative. So I've talked about a lot of games so far during our discussion that like have really affected me personally, uh, but I I think really meant a lot to me. Um, Psychonauts is a game that talks a lot about Mental health. Um, it talks about things like anxiety, depression, um, uh, PTSD, uh, a lot of serious topics. In fact, when you start the game up, uh there's a warning that's like, hey, trigger warning, like this, we're gonna talk about, you know, or content warning or talk about a lot of stuff on here that like, you know, you should be aware of. Uh, we do it in a way that's like accessible and it's presented in like this cartoon format, but like it's, you know, it's kind of serious thi- it, it, These are serious topics. Um and, and this game delivers on that, like, absolutely, in spades, and handles it with, like, an aplomb that just cannot be understated or overstated, I should say. Um, the, the premise of this game is that you're playing Raz again. He is a, an official Psychonaut, or he's been inducted as a Psychonaut. Psychonauts are people who are, they're, like, kind of, uh, in espionage, kind of spies, really, and they go and conduct s- missions around the world, uh, psycho missions, I guess they call them, or psychonaut missions, something like that. But they deal with like the brain and brain powers. So they have like abilities inside of someone's head and they can um, do, you know, certain things, like ethical things, <laughs> one would hope. And this game actually kind of questions uh, some of that stuff because Raz ends up doing something that's uh, ethically questionable. Um, but um, you go in you go in and you like kind of deal with things. and they they sort of codify a lot of um, aspects of like cognitive activity. So, for instance, sensors or things that purge bad thoughts or thoughts that don't belong, those are like represented by um, you know guys in suits, big glasses, and like big rubber stamps, like that say that have like no on it, basically. Um, they do things like having bad moods. Um, you have to deal with that. And what that representation is like is like a kind of a a bunch of black squiggly lines that like kind of shoot at you and you have to sort of um, telekinetically like link up with it and find like where the mood actually is and like kind of fix its heart as it it were. There's a lot of that sort of thing. And I, I just don't think I played a game as creative as Psychonauts 2 this year. I just i genuinely don't think like look at this whole list and i just don't know if there's anything i think the only thing that kind of gets a little close as far as like just whoa what the fuck is like kind of artful escape but even with artful escape i think there's a lot of um i like to say like neon diarrhea i guess would be like how i would say it i mean it looks it looks great i think it's awesome but like it's meant to be very like it's not really meant to make a lot of sense it's meant to be very um kind of uh, just haphazardly put together whereas in Psychonauts 2 there is like it's that similar vibe where everything is kind of like fucked up but like it all makes sense somehow um I want to have an opportunity to talk about this I I this has to be asterisk it has to be no
0: no no yeah so I, I've heard nothing but great things about this game, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's definitely definitely top ten.
1: Okay, so let's asterisk that, and we'll definitely. I'm ready to talk more about that later. All right, cool. Got you. Um, that was you, right, Chris? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna talk a little bit about XO One, real quick. Um, XO One is uh, I've been doing a lot of talking tonight, guys. Sorry. Um, XO One is the game uh where if you guys heard about this by the way it's like an indie that came out like in december i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, an indie game made by one guy one dude made this uh it's on game pass so check it out if if you have that um i think of it like this two things number one if you've ever seen the matrix revolutions uh there is a scene where neo and trinity like are in the uh, spaceship or whatever, the Logos, and they like kind of shoot up into the air and like they see a grand sky like kind of painted beautifully, like kind of above the clouds and then they like drop down and it's back in the shitty machine world. Uh, I don't know if you got, no, nothing? Okay, maybe another thing. Uh, Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, so think of that and then maybe think of Interstellar, the black hole scene. It's like when uh, Matthew McConaughey goes into the black hole and everything gets all like screwy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, everything's kind of getting stretched out and it's like all fucked up. So think of it like that. It's those two things. XO one is a game that is completely combat free. It's an exploration game where you are meant to get from one area to another. It's inter, it's an intergalactic thing. So you are literally in space um, and on different planets and you are controlling a spaceship that is actually moved by momentum itself. So basically, you start every mission kind of hitting the planet. And it, it, I should provide a little bit of context. So the game opens with um, like a bunch of garbled messages. Like it's 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 nonsense. They're not they're not actually saying like saying anything any actual words. But like. Um, like a made-up language like simlish i guess or like animal crossing language uh, but the text is on the screen so it's like kind of translating it and it's like it's it's like a mission control um talking to somebody about how like you know the mission's gone wrong and something's like bad and a whole bunch of people have died or something and you the screen kind of cuts back in and the ship flies into a planet that is obviously not earth it's some far out planet they all have like kind of Names I'm assuming they're made up and not actual scientific names I'm assuming that, um, and the you build up energy in your ship to go faster, but you're also adherent to gravity so you just basically shoot off of ramps and and so if you're in the air you gain the energy and you plummet down to earth basically going like faster than the speed of sound because presumably you're going like really high in the air when you're doing this and the faster you hit the ground the more inertia you you maintain and so you could keep going that way it's a really it's a little disorienting at first you got to get used to it but once you do you're just like just booking it across planets and it's so satisfying i thought it was really really cool this game is like two to three hours long not a long game at all uh i beat it in like one sitting in an evening actually Mm -hmm. and um i thought visually it looks spectacular play this as like a zen type game something you just want to kind of zone out to um maybe throw on a podcast although the music is solid too but like you definitely can put on a podcast or listen to something um and there's not much to it there's a there's a few Wrenches thrown into it. So occasionally, like for instance, there's one planet where um, it's almost like a moon style thing where like you're in the gravitation of the planet, but like you have to get the thing that you have to get to or the little structure that you have to get to to get to the next area is like on a different planet entirely. So you have to find a way to launch yourself mm-hmm. from the planet you're on then or there to the next planet over there's one planet where like they take away all of your abilities like you don't have the ability to gain any inertia or anything like that you only have the ability to jump your spacecraft um and you're kind of at the mercy of the wind Uh, so you have to just kind of deal with that and jump appropriately and just kind of maneuver with with that sort of thing going um I thought this was a really, really cool game. I don't know if anything I said actually made sense. I apologize. I tried to explain that as best as I could, um, but it truly is something that, like, I think you should experience. I don't think that this is something that makes the top ten, uh, but I wanted to bring it up here because I thought it was a really impressive achievement, uh, just on a technical level, um, and something that deserved to be shouted out here and for absolutely for people to go ahead and try. It's called XO One. I think it's really, really awesome.
0: So I want to say this, and as a quick mm-hmm. plug for the YouTube channel, uh, everything that you just just described went perfectly well with the video that's playing. Yes, yeah, about to say this <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It's too much. That's unwatching. funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, so yeah, you did you did a really good job describing it. I appreciate um, that. This looks cool. You said it's on Game Pass. I'm definitely gonna check it out.
1: Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Just a couple hours long. Definitely give it a shot.
0: Nice. All right. Cool. Cool. All right is it is it on me? I think so, yeah. All right, let's talk about Tales of Arise. Oh, shall we? Yes. Yep. All right. Tales of Arise. This is one
2: of the few that I nominated that nobody else did, but um, man, this was my JRPG of the year this year, for sure. Um, Tales of Arise, I think, is the next step in the Tales franchise that's been running for how many years now, like. Couple of decades at least, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's at least twenty years old.
2: At least twenty years old right now, and I think that this is the most engaging the uh, game has been. Tales games have been for me. Um, I'm not super versed in them. Exilia uh, on the PS3, I remember. I have a little bit of encounter with Berseria as well, but um, I think Tales of Arise takes the classic JRPG formula, um, does just enough to innovate onto it um and it just has a, a nice solid cast of characters six different party members uh super engaging combat each character has their own different type of fighting style like uh there's alpha in the main character he has basically the the black of the like the blood knight approach so you can sacrifice hp for more power you have law who's the martial artist so he's real good at knocking out different defenses for different enemies um, and you rotate through your cast as you fight in order to find the best teammate for the right situation. Um, and there's also the, the, um, the party system as far as like, getting to know each of your comrades again. Like I mentioned, Scarlet Nexus, that's also present here in Tales of Arise. Not so much in the ability to unlock different abilities, but just to, um, to understand each other more. I actually found myself sitting by the fire and listening to everybody's story, trying to figure out their struggles because there's a lot of talks about different, uh, about classism, about the different types of uh, races that are involved on this world, um, what it means to have like, like your own free will versus following the will of, like just the way society is and that sort of thing. And I just, like all the way start to finish, just couldn't put this game down. Hmm. So I think this deserves a spot in top 10 for sure. Um, again, not the most innovative game on this list. Um, not even the most gorgeous game on this list, but still very beautiful visuals. That uh, that watercolor art style is fantastic. The, the combat is just enough to keep you engaged throughout the entire story. The story doesn't stay too long. Outstay welcome. I think this is just like, just the right pocket for Tales of Arise. And I'm looking forward to the next one now
1: cool yeah you've talked about this game a lot this year um i I think it absolutely needs the asterisk uh i it's just got a lot of weight behind your opinion of it i don't think either of us well i played the demo i did play the demo but um and i normally don't like rpg demos because they drop you at really weird places they very rarely let you start from the very beginning um Mm -hmm. and they always give you like a bunch of random shit that you have no idea like (laughs) what any of it's gonna do or how useful it is um, but that being said, like I actually dug what I played. Um, you know, I, I do want to get to this at some point. It's really hard for me to play. I mean, I say that and play like fucking three 50 hour games this year, but like, um, I do off your recommendation want to try this. I have heard that like, this is the tails game for people who like, don't know what tails is, or just haven't engaged with the franchise, um, in a long time. So, Um, The combat is, uh, felt really cool to me. Um, Like that action RPG style, uh, like you were talking about, seems to fit really, really well. Uh, I I was impressed with that. And people like the story too. People really like the characters and how they kind of bond over the course of that story. Um, A lot of times with these sort of games, you don't really hear that um, very often. You hear that people like just really enjoy the grind or they, love the combat and and maybe this story tapers off at some point but people were really into this and it sounds like you were too pretty much from front to back yeah this is this is a great one yeah i think this should should have the asterisk Uh,
0: all right added to the list chris all right let's talk about cana Bridge of spirits
1: all right um Damn, I've talked so much. I have, like, the, the next couple of games on here, I have to finish strong. Okay. Oh, go ahead, <laughs> Okay, James.
2: Oh, no, this is you.
1: Oh, okay. Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. So this is the game that is done by, I want to say Ember Labs, I think their name is. Um, they are in an animation studio. And the thing is, they caught everybody's eye because they debuted with the PS5 reveal, if I remember correctly and it just looked really good i mean it looks like a a, a studio ghibli film is really what it looks like um so i didn't know what to expect from this at all i just bought it off of visuals alone and it was on sale so i was like yeah cool um and kind of wish elena was uh here to talk about a little bit about it um she liked this game as well but this is a very simple game and what i mean by that is it it's very retro in the sense of it feels like you are playing a PS2 game, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I do not mean that in a bad way. I mean that in the sense of like it feels like one of those PS2 character-driven action games, like a um, like a Jack Daxter or like a,
3: you Sly know, Hooper.
1: yeah, Sly Cooper something like that, um, where you know you're it, it's a, it's a very clear objective. You're pushing for, uh, practically forward um, most of the time on a, on a very de- well defined path. Um, and I guess to contextualize a lot of this, you're playing Kenna, who is a spirit guide, I think. Uh, You don't get, like, a lot of info on her, but um, she's going to this village uh, to help some spirits pass on, and, uh, but little does she know, there's something going on there. There's, like, some corruption uh, with some of the rot, I think. The rot are these, like, cute little spirit guides, um, I guess, or yeah kind of actually yeah yeah kind of that's a good i can't believe i didn't think about that yeah um yeah little pikmin basically and what they do is they follow you around um you find them in the world and they will start to kind of crowd around kenna like in real time as you are just going through the world and that is pretty cool especially on the ps5 like you they can use pretty much like 100 150 of them something like that like like in real time they're all operating separately as well i think if you're playing on ps4 uh, you get like half that uh in real time i think 50 or so um that's nuts yeah yeah it's it's pretty cool it's a cool feat um i don't know how they were able to do that but uh in combat they're useful because you can use them to power up your weapons so you have a bow you have your staff um and I, one other thing i might be forgetting but like they can help like power up some of your weapons so they're the more they're just better for you um and the combat in this is is surprisingly tough uh like some of the bosses will kick your ass like i actually had to take it down a notch on the final boss because i was losing a lot like this looks like a game for children but don't be fooled like this shit is not easy um so uh it's very i would i don't want to say dark souls like because that's, that's so cliche at this point but like it kind of is like you're not dealing with stamina exactly, but you are having to pay attention to uh, and read enemy movements um, and and find openings. <clears throat> so it's it's very much taking from that school or that philosophy. Um, I had something else in my notes here I wanted to mention. Um, so I, I mentioned the visuals. Uh, they. It obviously look great. I think that's the best thing about this game is I think people should play it be just because it looks astounding. Um, everything is just drop dead gorgeous. I actually played this on performance mode. I know Chris, you usually play things always on 60 frames per second. I tend to sort of flop between the two uh, depends on like if the dynamic, if the resolution is like dynamic and how badly it dips, but I had to play this one at 60 um, and it, it looks gorgeous. Um, even with the 1440 P, um, I, I have to admit, like, it was, it was really cool. So, uh, some light platforming, puzzle solving, um, you get some, you get cool powers. Like I said, you get some, uh, bow and like, I think a time ability. You can, uh, you can kind of break certain things apart and like kind of hold them in a sort of stasis, uh, and use them as platforming bits. That was pretty cool. So yeah, I, I think overall, this was a cool game. I liked it. I don't think it's top 10 but i am looking forward to seeing uh what comes from the studio in the future i think that this is going to be a really neat neat game uh for people to to, to check out um and, and i can't wait to see what they do next
0: well I, I didn't have a chance to play this game um so i mean and, and uh, like the games that you you've said that you know you really liked like these are all yeah. the games that i'm putting on like my personal list to, to play this year so
1: yeah, absolutely. I think almost everything we talked about is is worth a shot. Like, it's there's so many good games on this list, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's Kenna. I guess it's my turn now. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna play. Or play. I'm gonna talk about Neo. The world ends with you because pretty sure I think I'm the only one who played this. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, and I've talked a lot tonight, so I'm gonna go ahead and finish this <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> And so World Ends With You. This is a 13, 14-year-old sequel. um, Or I guess sequel to a 13, 14-year-old game.
2: Has it really been that long?
1: Yeah. I think that game came out in 2007, I want to say. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I am with you on that. Uh, (laughs) The original World Ends With You is really special to me. I talked a little bit about this on uh, the show before, but just to quickly recap, like, I, I, I found this game at a time that I needed it, uh, I think. Um, and the character of Neku was very special to me, uh, personally, and I know to a lot of other people as well. Um, and I really, really enjoyed his, his journey, so I was curious, like, what they were going to do with that going forward. Um, and another thing about this, too, World Ends With You needs a dual screen like the original game it has been ported to like mobile it's been ported to switch but it doesn't work as well um the combat in that game needs the double screen to really function uh, you have a person on the top and the bottom screen is on the ds uh, so you have a, a person on the top and bottom screen doing things uh, that you have to kind of match with um almost like a rhythm type thing but it just doesn't work well on one screen so i was like okay how the hell are they going to do this on uh you know a switch and a ps4 And turns out they did it really damn well. Um, This was a game I spent about 40-ish hours in. So it's not like super short. But you already know if I'm playing a game that long, there's got to be something to it. Uh, And I think overall, this game mostly delivers on the promise of uh, World Ends With You. This is something you can jump in completely fresh you don't have to play the previous game Uh, but the narrative idea is that um the a pair of kids um are thrust into the reapers game all over again and uh the reapers game is where you have to complete a series of objectives every single day for a week um or else you get eliminated um you only go there if you die um so the, the kids are like well how did I die? I have no idea what happened. They don't know how they got there um, or what they need to do to get out. They, they just need to win. If they win, they have a chance at coming back to life, basically. Um, so they have to win the Reaper's game. And so a lot of the narrative revolves around that. You end up playing uh, quite a bit and gaining some allies and some enemies along the way. I thought the story overall was pretty solid um, throughout and you get some really neat cameos that, that come back. There are some adolescent sort of lessons that you kind of learn. The thing about World Ends With You, one, was that um, it was a game about opening up and making friends. Um, that, was, that was really the, the crux of that game. Um, allowing yourself emotionally to be available for other people uh, and for yourself. That resonated really strongly with me. And I think this game does something similar. I don't think it is as powerful as that um but it gets close at quite a few moments um and I was pretty impressed with that um with the combat what they've done instead of having a big dual screen obviously you're on one you are controlling every single character on one button so square triangle etc uh four buttons four face buttons and then two triggers uh you are controlling uh a character who could do a move and every character has I think up to two moves oh and i think every character has one move and then you can you control them i think sometimes you can assign them multiple i think might be misremembering some of that but the idea is that you can like uh combine mix and match certain things so like you know you can have a one move on a character who uh like uppercuts an enemy and then you have another who keeps them there with maybe like a time power that like stops them and then maybe you have an, the third character like you know engulf them in flames um so you can kind of do that and and mix and match the enemies all have different types weaknesses strengths that sort of thing so you can kind of pay attention like a pokemon type thing um and the way that you level up is actually not through battling which is really neat uh you actually just eat a bunch of food so that's best way for kids to level up uh and i thought that was really cool as well and neat innovation that I don't actually think was in the original I don't think that's how you actually leveled up then but it fits now the game is like totally a modern aesthetic of Tokyo so like if you like Japan like the actual place of Japan uh it takes a lot of uh, areas that you may be familiar with um and kind of put them in one kind of stylized uh thing so Anyway, that's the world ends with you. The very, very brief summation. I probably didn't do it any justice, uh, honestly, but I did have a good time with it. And I just wanted to shout it out here because uh, it, it's worth a shot if you want a good story, uh, daring characters, and some cool combat. And a fucking awesome soundtrack. Definitely one of the best soundtracks of the year. Absolutely.
0: Sounds like a winner.
1: All right, Chris, bring us home.
0: All right, so last game. Yes. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Who wants to start I love this off? This game. All right, James?
2: I did not expect to love this game so much. <laughs> but I re- this is my favorite version of the Guardians.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed.
2: Much more fun to me than the MCU version. Not super big into the comics versions, but like, I feel like I learned so much just playing for this game. Um... I remember when we first saw this game, a lot of people were concerned. I was one of them, warning that you didn't get the control of the rest of the Guardians. It was just the Peter Quill basically. Um, but I, th- I think that, listen to you talk about Neo, Roddy, they handled it very similarly. Each Guardian has its own button. Um, and the co- way the combat works is that like, everyone has their own specialities. So Groot is like a crowd control. Rockets, high damage, crowd control, Drax and Gamora, like single target. Hold on, anybody else hear that? What? Like a fan? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: there we go.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. I was saying, um, so like Groot is AOE, rocket, um, Drax and Gamora more single target, high damage, and you can have a mixture of the two with Star Lord. But the other thing I wasn't expecting was this game to go so heavy into story um even just the way that it starts out you're sitting in your room as peter quill and you're just rocking out to this album the soundtrack in this is also amazing most of us license music so we can't play any of it for you but they do have some original stuff on it that's really really solid too um and just the whole the whole story the whole experience of like peter realizing that his consequences have turned his actions have consequences he wasn't expecting and how he's going to deal with those going forward. Um, this is more of like an origin story for the Guardians themselves. So they're learning how to coexist as a team. That's a lot of fun. Um, the places you travel to are just gorgeous. This this made me like excited for Mass Effect. I want to see if they can hit their planets on the same level as Guardians does. Because everywhere I went, it felt different. It felt alien, but it still felt connected. And that was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I just think from the story, the environments, the characters, the gameplay itself was the weakest portion to me, but even still not bad. But I, I think this is, this is a top 10 for me. Easily.
0: Yeah, so I started playing this uh, last week, and same thing. Like, I wasn't expecting this at all. And I feel like this game had the worst showing, like, the worst E3 showing out of all the games on this list. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the game came out, people started talking about it, some buzz started, you know, happening, and then I was like, no, let what, let me go ahead and check this out, it was on sale. Uh, went and picked it up, and yeah, like, it's my favorite version of the Guardians so far. Uh, like, Marvel's version is, is good, but I feel like this one's closer to the comics. This one's definitely... It's, it's, it's different from Marvel's version. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat, I, I enjoyed, too. I enjoyed that. Like, at first, I, I was worried that we we're just playing as Peter Quill. But being able to, like, be in a fight, but at the same time control what, uh, you know, Gamora's doing, control uh, what, like, Rocket's doing. Like, every like you said, everyone has uh, their own attack. Once you start leveling up, you could, you have more of a, of a choice for what they're doing, uh, there's the um, the ability of like if you want a character like to play a certain way, if you want them to be more aggressive, you can sort of like choose how they play. So there's there's a lot of customization with that. There's uh, the, the costumes, the unlockable costumes in this game, amazing. No, don't have to pay for any of them. They're just on the just in the just game. In the game. What? Yeah, this 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 game's definitely a love letter to the uh, to the franchise mm-hmm. for sure. What about your ride? you get to yeah.
1: play this? Yeah, I did. I played this. Yeah, I got it on for Black Friday, like 30 bucks. I felt like I was stealing it by the end. Um, mm-hmm. I, I pretty much echo everything James said. I think this is a really, really good game. Um if I had if we had like a you know top surprises of the year, this is definitely up there because when they debuted this game, like I, all of us were like, uh, this does not look good <laughs> at all. Like it just did not demo very well um but no it came out i I really enjoyed this i totally agree with you guys this is the best this is the best version that we've seen uh of the guardians since the comics so this is based off of the 2008 run um i'm gonna say dan abnett and andy lanning the dna run of uh 2008 guardians like that's that's who these are people are closely based off of um and that's james gunn based some of it off of there but there's clearly an advantage to having like 15 hours to tell with these characters rather than like two. Um, so characters like, you know, Drax um, get a lot more uh, to do here, um, you know, and, and that's, that's incredible. I was not walking away from this game expecting to have Drax be one of my favorite characters, um, but he absolutely yeah, he is. Carried. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's so, he's so well-defined and, um, I it, like you, James, um, you know, it, it was the gameplay was merely a vector for me to get to the next story beat. Um, that's really all I cared about. And I didn't even think it was like, awful. I, I, I'd i heard before, like people say, man, it's gameplay is so terrible and blah, 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 blah. blah. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, it's just not, It just gets old after a while. There's not like, much variety to it. Um, so maybe that's like the one mark. But like, i think everything else is so strong in this game it almost doesn't even matter uh like i I love the fact that in just for a second we just talk about like how lovable mantis is in this game like yes it's just amazing chris you've gotten to the point where she's been introduced at least to the story yeah yeah um so i mean i wouldn't say that you know she's like the biggest part of the story but she's got like she's she's in she's a key player uh at certain points and every single time she's on i'm like i was just so happy i need a sequel to this uh and i need her to join this crew <laughs> mm-hmm. um but but by the end i i definitely could say that this is absolutely something to be considered for a top 10 um like if we're if we're compiling the list of like deadlocks i've you know, I don't know where it ends up in that list, but I could absolutely see it in there. Hmm. Yeah, I've got more to say, but I think we should probably cut the list down further first.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and, and, and give an overview of what's made the cut so far. Um, yeah. Because we're, man, this is, this is, we're almost there. Almost, this is it. Almost top 10. Yeah. Uh, James, can you get us a, a, a rundown? Most definitely. So, your finalists for Top 10
2: Gotti are Lost Judgment, The Artful Escape, Guilty Gear Strive, Returnal, Dodgeball Academia, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Death's Door, Death Loop, Unpacking, It Takes Two, Resident Evil 4 VR Definitive Edition. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, The Forgotten City, Scarlet Nexus, Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, Psychonauts 2, Tales of Arise and Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Oh boy. Oh man. This this top 10, this fight for top 10 is is going to be a bloodbath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's bring, spicy already. Bring bring the ponchos, guys. It's going to be a bloodbath. We have the um, Cut this list in half.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. That yeah. is literally twenty games. Wow. Huh. All right.
0: All right, we did it. <laughs> All right. So... Sweet.
1: It it took us four hours to get to twenty games. Yeah. Cool.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So, um, we're gonna go ahead and cut it here. Uh, our last part, I guess, last part is gonna be, um, yeah, getting it down to top ten, and then ranking them. Well, ranking top ten. So,
2: are we gonna rank them, or we're we just gonna be happy we got ten? <laughs> Hey, at that
1: point <laughs> it depends on how battle-hardened we are maybe depends on how if we still like each other or not after this yeah
0: yeah <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and, and, and call our wraps here um yeah this is going to be this is gonna be interesting yeah. uh too many games go ahead oh, and God. catch us on our regulars like social media pages uh Instagram Twitter uh Facebook Damn, the music stopped playing. Oh well. Um, <laughs> Instagram uh, and and YouTube. Remember we're going to start doing the streams on on uh YouTube. YouTube. Um I don't know, we may do uh streams on Twitch every now and then, but you know, we're not married to any any, any company. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, so, exactly. Freedom. All right, so this is uh Chris, James and Rod signing up for Should I play that? Catch you on part three. Peace.